0: ION 2020, episode 325. When somebody's the president of the United States, the authority is total. The authority is total. The authority is total. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. In an empire lies, the truth is treason, the truth is treason. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. By the military-industrial complex. I don't know about you, but I am always dealing with these clueless people on the internet and in my daily life. And I was looking to learn how to defend libertarianism. And if you're in that same position, you want to learn how to defend libertarianism, advocate for a free market, and win any political or economic debate, then you need to join Liberty Classroom. That's Tom Wood's Liberty Classroom. And you could do that by going to IONTheEMpire.com slash liberty. If you do that, you'll be able to earn the equivalent of a PhD in libertarian thought and free market economics online for just 24 cents a day. That's amazing. Once again, go to iontheempire.com slash liberty. What's up, everybody? Ray Eaton here, host of ION 2020. That is what you are listening to today. I appreciate you joining me for another look at the things that are going on in the news. This is a completely biased show because we lean towards a libertarian perspective when, I, when, uh, when we view any of the current events that are going on in the world, so I appreciate you. Uh, if you are a libertarian or if you are somebody who is interested in libertarianism, hopefully you'll stay around and continue to listen to the show as we just talk about, you know, current events that are going on in 2020 and uh and beyond we'll be continuing to do this show into the future so thank you so much for joining me uh today there's a lot of lot of news that happened i mean i always record the show on wednesday evening uh and then i release it thursday morning and there's a lot of new events that happened over the last week with the supreme court justice seat being filled and all that um a lot of little tidbits going on there we also had uh the case of brianna taylor and the uh there was a grand jury that met and decided to go ahead and uh charge some of the or one of the police officers not all of the five police officers that were involved in that shooting and uh it wasn't even a murder charge so it's really interesting to see the way that they approach it but I wanted to talk a little bit about that today as well so I'll be talking a little bit about that. Also, uh, football ratings are down. Now I need to get too far into that, just letting you guys know. Uh, people, that do, they do not want to mix politics and football, right? They don't want to mix politics and sports too much, and uh, football is really taking a lick right now. I noticed that the first weekend they were showing all of the different players and doing their things that they were doing for Black Lives Matter and doing all the things that they were doing with like the different protest things that they were doing and all that. They're the same thing with NBA basketball, and it looks like the numbers the ratings are really low right now for football and it's just interesting to note that people just don't want to deal with that i mean when i watch football because you guys know i'm an average football fan especially college football and when i watch football i just want to watch football you know i don't care if they do the the national anthem pledge of allegiance whatever they do i don't care that they do that um i would rather leave politics and football separate leave politics and any sport separate you know Uh, So I don't really need to talk about too much about that, I just thought it was interesting that they're seeing about a 20% decline right now in the ratings for NFL football, and it's only because of the politics that are going on. There's like 12% of people that are actually boycotting watching NFL, boycotting it because of it, and uh, that's a little extreme to me, I actually watch several games and stuff, but um, it's just, to me, it's just not, it's not that big of a deal that to, or I I just, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I'm going to sit there and boycott football or anything like that, but I just cannot stand the mixing of politics. And you know, they're going to, it's going to hit them in the wallet that they're allowing it. And I mean, they should be able to allow it anyway, but, um, or that each team should be allowed, allowed to do what they want to, I guess, but the NFL, it is a business. And if you're a business person and you want to make money, then you can put limits on what your people can do. I mean, there's only so far that they're a private business, so they can pretty much do they want. Well. Although they do receive a ton of public money, so maybe they should be following free speech laws because they receive tons of public money uh, for the stadiums and things like that. So, uh, but yeah, I mean the ratings are showing for sure. And then um, Nancy Pelosi made a pretty big gaffe, and I kind of wanted to bring that up as well today. And uh, I just wanted to show a little bit about that. So let me go on to the Brianna Taylor thing though, because that's kind of the biggest news right now. And I've been looking into this case quite a bit today. And I was actually going to talk about Brianna Taylor anyways today, and then all of a sudden, boom, this whole thing blew up uh, with the with the 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 charges being, you know, put against the one officer and the let's get into the case really quick and that's what we'll talk about and then I'll then I'll give you some comments here on it as well all right so the case is really i mean it, everyone has their opinions on this case so let's delve deeper into like exactly what happened that night okay cuz picture in your mind this five people break down a door A guy stands up out of bed with a gun and starts firing. Those guys fire back. Those five guys fire back. And one of them, one of the people is injured. The person that was originally firing is injured. And the person that's in bed with him, his girlfriend, is dead. Five shots and one of them killed her. If it was, if that was the facts of this case, then those five people breaking into a house in the middle of the night and getting fired on by someone who's defending their house all of us would agree everybody would agree every right wing, left wing, whoever would agree that that person has every right to defend his house he has a legally obtained gun he has a permit he stands up Assuming that there's five people coming into his house and he starts shooting at them because, it, in your mind, you don't know what's going on. It could be a home invasion, it could be any number of things, but you have the right to defend your home. So, let's get into the other stuff. So, let's change this, change it now. Five people come into your house, it's dark, you're sleeping and they have vests on that say police on them, but they break through your door, they come in, and then you stand up, and you start firing. How are you supposed to know that they're the police? How are you supposed to know anything? I mean, in my mind, if I'm sleeping, somebody's charging into my bedroom, I have a gun in my drawer, I pull it out, I start firing, no matter who you are. I don't care if there's a gold reflective thing on your shirt like does that mean that you don't have the right to defend your home and to defend yourself anybody could dress up like a police officer you don't know what that person has and what what that person's intention is you don't know i mean it could be anybody in the world dressed up like a police officer breaking into your house does that mean you don't fire first does that mean you just lay on the floor and let them do what they do what you want do what they want to to you? Police officers. So they are police officers. Five police officers break down a door, go into the person's house. This is a tragic scenario where Brianna Taylor is caught in the line of fire and dies because of these police officers coming into the house on a no-knock warrant, but now some facts come out or some testimony comes out that says that it wasn't a no-knock warrant, that it was a knock and announce. So they have to knock and announce themselves, the police We're coming in and we bash down your door. You're sleeping in your house. Somebody knocks and announces, police, open up. Knock, 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 knock. Police open up. You're sleeping. Do you hear that? No. So listen, there's 11 people who testify that they heard nothing. 11 people testify that they heard nothing. One person testifies that they hear police. One individual testifies that they hear police in a knock. If you're a person upstairs, you hear... A bang, police, and then the gunshots. That could have been the cops bashing down the door, and then as they start hearing the fire, the the first gunshot, they say police. But this is a tragic, tragic scenario. I mean, the more I look into it, and the thing is, is that, the police officers on their side, because of the fact that they had a warrant, because they had a warrant and that they were fired upon, they felt like they were in the right, also. So, both parties feel like they're in the right. The because of the law, because of the statute that says that you can do a no-knock raid, a no-knock warrant, or a knock and an or announce. A knock and announce warrant. It doesn't matter how loud you knock; you could knock nice and nice and quietly, or bang, bang, bang. You could yell "police" or "police" really loud. Either one. To be justified in a a, a knock and announce warrant is what they have. But eleven people testified that they did not hear anything, and one person testified that they did. So, you're in this situation, someone breaks into your house, do you start firing? I think that most people assume that they would start firing their gun at at a home invader, or a perceived home invader, or anybody who is breaking through their door at midnight while you're sleeping. The sad thing is, is this, guys, about this case... Because I've been looking into this, I've been trying to figure it out, and I've, I've always thought the no-knock raid was a terrible thing. I know that um, Rand Paul has a some sort of legislation right now to end no-knock raids, and it's not going through Senate, it's not going through the Congress, because I've heard... That the Senate doesn't want to fix the problem because they want to use it as an issue in the election. So it's becoming a political football. It's been a, becoming a political issue rather than a let's solve this problem. Let's make no-knock raids something that is unconstitutional. It's totally unconstitutional. You don't. They have the right to unlawful search and seizure. That they have to have a warrant. You have the right to your persons. Now, a no-knock raid assumes that they could just break into your house and, and start going through stuff while you're there, in surprise. And the idea behind it is that, oh, we don't want the person flushing the drugs down the toilet, I would imagine. But it is a terrible thing to know that there's no-knock raids going on in America. And this And this just brings it to light. This brings it to light. That is the symptom of the pro, or that is the, sorry, that is the symptom of a problem, though. It really is. So, Brianna Taylor dies, shot during a raid, whether it was no-knock or not. That'll be left for the, the jurors to decide whenever this guy goes to court. Now, so this guy, the officer Taylor, he was... Uh, wanton an endangerment is what it was, so he might get five years if they can get this pinned on him, but I don't think it's gonna get pinned on him. I don't think that he is going to go to jail. I don't think they I think that they will not win the state will not win against this because he the cops were fired upon, and he started firing like in that situation, the police officer is generally justified in his actions, but we have to take, or we have to try the system that allowed this to happen, that's the problem, we can't we're going after the blood of the officer who's following his job, he has a known there's five officers, there's a no-knock raid, they walk in, they break down the door, they go in, they start firing at somebody that's firing at them they're justified in their job because they're doing their job Whether that's right or not, that's what they're doing. Now, that gets back to do you just do something because it's the right thing? Well, you're trained as an officer to do it. So he's not going to be convicted on this thing. I can guarantee you that. He's not going to be convicted on this. But what we need to look at is the problem itself the no knock raid. Get rid of that. But then the problem that we're looking at is not just the no-knock raid. It's the drug war, guys. They were going after this because this... Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, who is not the gentleman that was in the house at the time. It's actually another guy that was another quasi-boyfriend of hers... So Brianna Taylor's car was supposedly seen in front of this guy's house, who is a known drug dealer, and then they're thinking that her house. So there's a little bit of misinformation that's going on as well. They didn't just go to the wrong house. They had a, they did have a warrant for Brianna Taylor's house. The other house was 10 miles away of the person that was the actual drug dealer, but they never, they didn't get a warrant for the drug dealer's house then go to Brianna's house by mistake. I've heard that was this, that was the issue, but that's not the issue. That's not true. They actually went to the right house, but under false pretense because the gentleman they were looking for was not there. There was a different gentleman there. I'm trying to find his name right now on the article that I'm reading, so I just got to run up to the top really fast. Um, His name is Adrian Walker. They were looking for Mark Jamar, Jam, Jamarcus Glover or Adrian Walker. And Jamarcus Glover is the drug dealer. And Brianna Taylor had some association with him in the past, I guess, where he was a, a quasi-boyfriend of hers or something like that. And supposedly her car was seen in front of his house occasionally. And they were thinking that she was running drugs and packages for him where packages would be delivered somewhere, and she would go and bring those packages to him of drugs. There was no drugs found in Brianna Taylor's house. And it it's not illegal to associate with somebody that's a drug dealer by any means. And it's not a death sentence or anything like that. But the, the cops did go to the right house, but they did the wrong thing. But the, it's not them that did the wrong thing. They were following the directions, the orders that they had, which is they can go do a no-knock raid or even if it was a knock and announce raid, they're still doing that. The problem is the system, the no-knock raids, the ability for cops to do that. We need to change it where cops can't just do no-knock raids. They can't do any sort of raid on a house. If they want something out of your house, they should have to walk up, serve you the warrant, and then you should have to say, yes, that's okay, come on in and search my house. Or if you're willing to arrest me, take me in and then search my house. If that's the case, that's the constitutional way to do it. But we're not trying, we're, they're trying to have a trial on the officer who is following the rules that were laid out for him, rather than trying the system that allowed this thing to happen in the first place. That's the problem. The system allowed this to happen. And now Breonna Taylor's dead. Now there's going to be riots in the streets. Because people don't understand it. They want blood. They want the person that that they want the officers that shot him to be or her to be put on trial and charged for murder when that those charges wouldn't stick either. Because they were following rule they were following the law. They were, they were doing what was legal for them to do. We need to make that illegal for them to do. We need to put limits on the police officers. We need to put limits on the government. We've been talking about this for so long on this show to limit the government. And that comes right down to the police officers. Those are the ones that are intermixing with the population of America. They're the ones that do that. And every day we're sitting there in situations where the cops are out there and they're over-policing. They're doing too much. They're looking for drugs. These are... These are non-violent crimes when somebody is consuming drugs or somebody is distributing drugs. It is the black market that causes the violence around the drug trade. There's no violence around the beer trade or the whiskey trade or the cigarette trade. There's no violence around that type of trade, but there's a lot of violence around the marijuana trade. The cocaine trade, the heroin trade, the illegal narcotics trade. And then cops get no-knock warrants to so they can get in there, get the person quick, and they make bad decisions. I was thinking about this. How many people die per year from no-knock warrants, right? I was trying to find that info, and I was just searching and searching and searching. I couldn't find too much on it, but it looks like there's... Um, originally with no knock no knock warrant. so police 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 officers and the the sheriff's offices the police officers and so forth they have been getting more and more militant as we go it's not the idea now where the officer just wears a police uniform with a badge he has a nightstick he has his gun and a flashlight and he goes around and he uh you know gives tickets and he goes around and makes sure everyone's okay like a lot of these officers nowadays they're wearing military gear they're wearing you know bulletproof vests the whole nine yards a lot of them are um, in situations where they might be on the SWAT team and the SWAT teams have all kinds of military uniforms and different equipment they have the guns they have the flash grenades they have all of that stuff in the 1970s, that's when the no-knock raids kind of started with the war on drugs. And then in the 80s, it went up, you know, where there's, about 1,500, maybe, you know, 2,000 a year. And that was about it. In 2010, there was 45,000 no-knock warrants executed. 45,000. You're going to have situations where there's shootouts. You're going to have situations where they're breaking into people's mean, 45,000. And there's a lot of situations where there's challenges that happen. There was a 19-month-old toddler that was killed by a flash grenade during one of these raids, like things, bad things happen during these no-knock raids, and it's just something that we've been talking about for a decade now of getting rid of these things, and it just hasn't happened, and it needs to happen, and the war on drugs, they need to end this war on drugs, I've been saying that on this show for a long time, because that is the over-policing, that is the systemic part of the racism that you're going to hear, because I heard this best... On a show that I was listening to earlier today, and uh, a lot of the systemic so called racism they talk about is not really racism, it's more classism in the sense that poor people are more likely to sell drugs, they're more likely to be in neighborhoods that are over policed, they're more likely to be African American. In America, uh, if you're poor, you're more likely to be African American than white. Now, there are white poor people and so forth, and white people and black black poor people and white poor people are proportionally about the same in the criminal sphere. I mean, I know growing up as a relatively poor kid, like, we did not have the same respect for property rights that I'm instilling in my kids right now, whereas I would walk into a Seven Eleven 11 when I was in second grade, and if I could get away with stealing a, a nickel piece of gum, I would have, you know? It was just a different philosophy of life growing up like that. I've really changed my ways growing up and uh, I learned those things and stuff like that. But it's just the philosophy was there that if you can get away with it, you do it. And I'm sure that's the way that it is in some communities as well. There's just there may not be that much of their same respect for property rights that I have now that I still have my kids and that most people nowadays instill in their kids in some of the, you know, the the poor communities, I would, I would assume, but because of that, there's more crime in poor communities, and that's what someone was saying, it was um, Thaddeus Russell on his show, and uh, I can't remember the name of his show, Uh, but it was just an interesting perspective, because he was interviewing some people about racism, and the way that's used, and race baiting, and stuff like that, and he was, they were just saying that, in general, it's just, it's more about class than it is about Race a lot of times, but it looks like it's more about race because if you look at the prisons, you know, forty, fifty percent of the people in there are African American. You know, twenty-five percent are white, and that's disproportional to the to the um, to the entire country. But it's not disproportional to the poor and lower class. I I'm assuming is what he was saying. And if that is true, and I don't have the statistics to back it up, then that's an interesting fact. But we are playing on the race card right now, that, and using these. You know what I mean, that, that's, that's the common thing that's going on in America is everyone wants to talk about race, 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 this and race, race, that. Um, but it's interesting. But this thing, man, hopefully, uh, hopefully with Breonna Taylor's death, hopefully some good stuff happens with that. And that would be ending no knock raids. Um, and then, you know, leveraging that to end the poli- end the over policing that's going on in these communities. And that's all I really have to say. On that, though, I spend way way more time than I expected to spend on that. Um, Nancy Pelosi makes a gaffe on national TV, and I'm going to go ahead and find this clip for you guys because you have got to uh, you got to hear it to really understand what I'm talking about. It was an interview that she was doing earlier uh, over the weekend. All right, I'm pulling it up right here. Ten states, as I said. On Friday, I started there early for voting, the the day that we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But to be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver. You're not ruling anything out. Good morning. Sunday morning. uh, We have a responsibility. We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. Wow, right, guys? So... That was just really unusual. They were asking her questions, and they had actually done about five or six minutes of interviewing before this. And uh, then he asked her a question that was just following up on another question. You have arrows in your quiver and everything. And she says, good morning. She just stops in her tracks, and her eyes kind of bug out. And she says, good morning, Sunday morning, and, and all that. And you could tell she was, like, freaking out a little bit behind the scenes because she knew there was something going on and a lot of people are saying oh she was having a stroke she was having a problem um she's senile and all that but here's my take on it she's reading a teleprompter guys that's all that was if you if you listen to it and if you watch it you can see cuz she's smiling and she's like oh crap what's going on my teleprompter is not working and she started reading, because that's what she does. As soon as the question's answered, she starts reading. And then she starts realizing, holy crap, my is broke, or whoever the hell is working this thing is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And all of a sudden, <laughs> she's sitting there just looking like a fool. And it's one of those rare instances where you realize that the curtain's being pulled back just a little bit from... What's going on in Washington, D.C.? And this is what I think. So she's reading a teleprompter because there's people that are telling her what to say. I mean, in general, her handlers are telling her what to say. Her Democratic colleagues are telling her what to say. It's all carefully scripted every single day to stay on message, to stay on the talking points, because those things work. If all of the people that are in Congress, in the Senate, if they stay on their talking points, and this happens on both sides too, with the Republicans and the Democrats, if they stay on their topic and stay on those talking points, they will win. So they are carefully making sure that those words are said correctly. And that's why she was reading off a teleprompter, because these people are just actors on the stage and that's it. They're actors on the stage. They got onto the stage because they had the right things to say in the past. But now they're just actors. They're told what to say, and they do it. It's just like any major musician out there. I mean, maybe Taylor Swift is a little bit different. I think she writes all of her own music. But if you look at almost every musical artist out there, they do not write their own music. They got big by making a good album, or they, you know, they came up through the ranks, they wrote some of their own songs, they played some of their own songs, they did some great covers, the whole nine yards. But once they're to the top, those, those songs are put in front of them to sing, and they sing them, and they try to make them feel personal. They talk about them like they're personal. Oh, I really feel great about that song. When I saw that song, I really wanted to sing it and everything else. But they are actors on the stage as well. And the politicians are the same way. They get to that level and they are told what to say. That's why you have them voting in unison on everything. The Republicans and the Democrats. I imagine that's why I hate Donald Trump because he's totally off of script all the time. But they got him on script the last couple of months of the the, uh, presidential election in 2016 where he stayed on script for a little while. And they're probably trying to get him to stay on script now because he's got to stay on script in order to win because they have to have a script. That's what the people want to ha- hear, I would imagine, because these things are tested and tried and shown to work, the, the talking points that they have. It's one of those rare glimpses, but it makes you realize that these people are just actors on a stage. And that's it. The two parties are in control Of America. It's not the individual people. They do not vote out of line. Very rarely do they do that. There's only a few people that vote out of line in the Congress and in the Senate. And they make sure that they get as much dirt on these people as they can to get them whipped into shape. Oh, you want to get reelected, do you? Well, in two years, you got to go back to your constituents and Say that you did something for them. We'll just vote in line with us. We will make sure that you get the donations you need to run a campaign against whoever you're running against. So fall in line. Get in line. Do what you say. Read the teleprompter. And that's it. That was a really interesting thing. And a lot of people are just saying, oh, yes, I mean, I heard Ben Shapiro say it, that she's just senile. No, it's not that. It was not that, guys. It was, she was reading a teleprompter. And there's a whole mess of you know there's a whole rabbit hole you can go in when you see that they're reading a teleprompter just like joe biden is reading a teleprompter during his interviews you think wow that's really hard but no there's somebody typing away as fast as they can to make sure that nancy Pelosi says it so it sounds like she is saying it herself same thing joe biden so it sounds like he's saying it himself but they're reading a teleprompter it's just not that she's just senile and she's some old hag Joe Biden, same thing, writing from, reading from a teleprompter. I've actually thought that he has something in his ear during some of these interviews, where they're just where you know he has a little piece in his ear. You see it on the detective shows where they have a little piece in their ear so everyone can hear him. I'm assuming that he might have something like that too, because the way that he talks during some of these interviews. Watch it and see. You'll see what I'm talking about if you watch any of his interviews that he does. So yeah, anyway, moving right along. Guys, does anyone really believe that politicians are honest, though? I've been sitting there um, watching the Democrats and Republicans go back and forth, back and forth, saying, you're flip-flopping from 2016 because you're a Republican at the time. You said that we are not going to nominate a justice that was uh, put up by Barack Obama because At the time, you're saying that you need to let the American people decide. So you're a hypocrite because now you don't want to let the American people decide in in November. And then the Democrats or the Republicans are saying to the Democrats, oh, well, look at you back in 2016. You were saying that you need to do it now, and it needs to be done as fast as we can because that's the duty of the American people. You were saying exactly what we're saying now. So look at you. You're the hypocrite. And they're back and forth, back and forth talking about who's the hypocrite. Does anyone really believe that these politicians are about anything except for political expediency? Does anyone believe that these people are only there to stay in power? Yes, everyone knows that they're just there to stay in power. These people are not there because they're honest people. They're not there because they're dealing honestly. No, they're only there because they want to stay in power. And what does they will lie, cheat, and steal, and make up excuses and reasons why they should stay in power, and they make up reasons why they should be able to elect their person and nominate their person and approve their person to be in this in the Supreme Court. They will go back and forth. I mean, there's been time and time again. That these people show their true colors, that they flip-flop on issues, that they flip-flop on things that they said in 2012, and in 2010, and in 20, 2008. Because if it means staying in office, if it means controlling the Senate, if it means controlling the House of Representatives, if it means controlling the presidency, or the Supreme Court, they're going to do what's expedient, and that's it. They are not moral people, guys. They are okay to contradict themselves. They don't care. And they'll make up excuses, and their followers will make up excuses for them. And their followers will go along with it. And their followers will tell their friends and their people on Facebook that that is okay because of whatever their congressperson, senator, or president told them to say, and they're going to believe it. It's amazing. Politicians are not honest. I hear people sitting there bickering. I hear them bickering back and forth. I hear, you know, friends of mine that are saying, oh, look at those Democrats. They're so dishonest. And Democrat friends are, oh, these Republicans are so dishonest. They're all dishonest. Just know that. If you learn one thing from this show, learn to critique those people in power, and that's it. And then we're moving towards limited government, because the less power you give these people the less control they'll have over your stuff and your life. The more limited the government is, the less it will even matter to you. And maybe you'll stop listening to this show because you won't care about politics anymore. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice if I didn't have to do this show anymore because of that? So anyway, guys, I appreciate you joining me. Another look at the 2020 election and the stuff that's going on in the news. This is your libertarian look. A completely biased show, by the way. I had someone complained that I was completely, bi- completely biased on the uh, on a Apple one of the Apple podcasts uh, reviews, they said, "Oh, that you're you're biased. You you're so biased." Well, you know, it's a libertarian show. I'm biased. Yes, I'm a bias towards libertarian views. So I appreciate those that continue to stick with this libertarian leaning biased guy. I appreciate those that will give me a five star rating a review also. And, uh, if you want to, you can follow me on iamtheempire.com on the empire on Facebook and on Twitter as well. Um, those five star rings are really helpful though. So go ahead and uh, do that real quick. And then the best thing you can do is to come back on Monday. So you can have clear vision for 2020.